Hey everybody, welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Media. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. We're now affiliated on Twitch, so make sure to give us a subscribe for Gumbert. We got today, I have Thank with you. me Chad, uh, a man turning into a wolf, Michael Ennis. And, you think uh, wolves can be nice? Like werewolves? You think they have like a like soft, cuddly side like dogs do? Sure. M- maybe, if they're domesticated, perhaps. Absolutely. International wolves, definitely not. But domesticated wolves, yes. No, if you go to another country, you're going to fuck shit up. But if you stay where you're from... That's why the American werewolf in Paris is such a terrifying movie. It's insane. It's crazy. Uh, and we also have with us Alex, a boy turning into a man, uh, Cozina. <laughs> you're saying I'm not already a man? Boys becoming men. Is that what you're men saying? becoming wolves. I mean, I, you, I guess well, this is how question. I have to live from now on. What Alex, is it? What's the question? Have you had your bar mitzvah yet? Uh, I have not had a bar mitzvah. Was Technically, it a... you're not a man in the eyes of Jewish <laughs> the church. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I guess that's the way it's going to be then. This have is you a very, had your very werewolf giggly. Bar mitzvah, though. <laughs> nah, that's true. I, I have not had that either. This is a very giggly intro for a podcast that is going to delve into some very not giggly topics. I got to say. No. Like, this might Giggly be... We have, <laughs> we have done this podcast on some particularly harrowing, particularly upsetting weeks uh, of the video game industry existing. But this weekend in particular is... Th- th- there is a lot to process. But people come to us that. for the laughs. They come you to us smile to escape. Pain. They come yeah, to Yeah, man. <laughs> they come to We're us. like Magic Vapor Shop, a video game podcast. That's right. You know? Dot com. They come to us <laughs> to pee their pants to remember why they're wearing pants to begin with. Oh, God. <laughs> well, God why did I agree? <laughs> why did I agree to co-host this show with you guys? You have fun. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Afflebedia Sunday evenings at 830, where you can put your subscription because we're affiliate. We are affiliates. Yes, that's you right. can watch a McDonald's commercial before our stream now. You can see golden french fries along mm. with golden chowders. <laughs> Not on Twitch, Real though. Real talk. Twitch Real it. talk. Chances are, if you're listening to our podcast, you probably have Amazon Prime. I'm just going to say it. Statistically, it's probably likely. It's true. Go take that Amazon Prime subscription. Use it to subscribe to us for free over on Twitch. We don't get as much money from it as a normal sub, but it is still moolah all the same. So don't... don't I I definitely bungled the end of that sentence, but yeah, don't go down. <laughs> we got that. It's perfect. Here's what else. Your mom probably has Amazon Prime. She probably also then has Twitch Prime. She doesn't know what the fuck Twitch is. She'd be like, Mom, I'm going to come over and I'm going to fix your email for you. She didn't even know it was broken, but just tell her you're going to fix her email and you need her Amazon password to do it. And subscribe to us via Twitch Prime without her knowing. And then tell her your email's fixed. And she's like, oh, thank God. It works so much better now. I am trying to keep things stapled down on this podcast and keep things rounded, but it's like your your, your laughter and giggliness is like <laughs> infecting me, and I can't speak straight. I don't know what is going on. See it. Uh, YouTube podcast services Tuesday at nine in the morning. Uh, upcoming on today's show, more giggles because I put that in the wrong spot. Uh, <laughs> Gotham Knights details. Bayonetta voice actor acting out. Oh, acting. Overwatch two numbers. It's good stuff. But first up. Like Alex said, maybe things aren't all happy in the Yellow Brick Roadland. Uh, they killed it again from Adam Bankers at IGN.com. As reported by Deadline, like two hours ago, whenever we're recording this, Comcast uh, Spectator Chairman and CEO Dave Scott 
That's a name if I ever heard one. Penned a letter to all employees saying G4 is being discontinued immediately. Um, this is all from uh, Mr. Scott's press release now. Team, as you know, G4 was reintroduced last year to tap into the popularity of gaming. Uh, we invested to create the new G4 as an online and TV destination for fans to be entertained, to be inspired, and connect with gaming content. Over the past several months, we worked hard to generate that interest in G4, but viewership is low and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. This is certainly not what we hoped for, and as a result, we've made the difficult, very difficult decision to discontinue G4's operation effective immediately. Uh, I know this is disappointing news, and I'm disappointed too. Okay, I want to thank you and everyone on the G4 team for the hard work and commitment to the network. Um, our human resources team is reaching out to you to provide uh, you with support, discuss other opportunities that may be available, and answer any questions you may have. So that's, oh boy, just like, bullshit, here's talk speak about why everyone's getting fired. Uh, just a little extra onto the onto the story after that. This news appears to have come as a surprise, as G4 host uh, Gerard the Completionist shared the tweet that a tweet about the G4 shutdown from Warrior 64 is how he found out he lost his job. Uh, Gerard wasn't the only one, as Alex Goldenboy Mendez revealed he was in active negotiations for his new contract with G4. So, nobody who worked there knew about it. <clears throat> I remember this being a story a little bit ago where like they part of the team got let go uh, or laid off. I don't know, like a month or so ago. Um, and now it's all gone. Um, there you go. Guy who owns Comcast. Uh, shut down the Is thing this, that you like. Like, I, I don't know how much you guys know about this current situation. I know very little about this. Is this a Batwoman situation where publicly they said, oh, the movie wasn't very good. It wasn't test screening well. When in reality, the actual reason why they shelved that movie was because of like weird economic tax reasons. Like he says here in the article, it wasn't bringing in the viewership numbers. But is that really the reason why this was shuttered? Because I have very little faith when a big head honcho person like this Scott guy comes out and says something like that nowadays. You know what? Because this big chairman says it, I believe it more. Where straight oh, up he really? was like, he took over. Because I think that they changed um, up top people moved around in like major leadership positions and he looked at it, it's like yo that ain't enough money goodbye like companies do this all the time where people will come through i believe him when he's like yo it's not making enough money we had to discontinue it immediately because they looked at it and like yeah we don't make enough money from this get rid of it and it sucks because it's like people we like and people we know and you know it's about video games but comcast sat down and was like that's not worth it that's not making us enough money get rid of everything that doesn't make us enough money i don't believe that there's any ulterior motive except for money if I had to guess, I don't know. Right, but that was, I mean, I mean, was it not exactly the same reason why Batwoman was shuttered as well? That was for a tax write-off, but yes, also money. They were like, it's bad, but also, it's bad, and if we just get rid of it, we can get a tax write-off. A little bit of both. Okay, yeah, 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 I see, what, I see what you're driving at now. Yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. I mean, it's still... Like, I think we're both in agreement that this is real shitty, but I get your point, which is that at least this guy is being forthcoming in exactly why he's shutting it down. But Oh, yeah, it's all very bad, yeah. but it, it's, it's yeah, they don't care. They were like, we don't want to cultivate it and make it into something good. We just want to cut right. a thing that we don't think is worth it. Like, I don't even think he was probably the dude who was a part of create, bringing G4 back, because if he was, he would no, care of and course put more time not. into it. He's just some dude who's like, I make decisions, and I see numbers on a sheet, and that number's not worth it, if I had to guess. Uh. I'm going to play the ignorant audience member. There are probably people in our, in our community who maybe don't follow gaming as closely and maybe didn't know that G4 was back, uh, much like myself, which I guess I didn't realize it was back. How I'm going to ask a question as if I were that person. I mean, obviously, I knew it was back, right? Hmm. Um, 
how was it resurrected? It's there are a couple words in here that make me think like it was it was a TV centric thing, like cable television type thing where it says commitment to the network, our online and TV destination for fans. My question is, did they bring it back in a like archaic dinosaur way where where basically they knew they were bringing it back into a dead medium where people weren't going to watch it anyway? Like were they setting it up to fail to begin with? Or was it more of an online focused thing like IGN kind of funny that kind of stuff? I have a basic information, but if Alex knows more, you can go ahead and take it, or I can just go with the basic stuff I, that I read. I know basically nothing. Okay, so what it, it did, Comcast did want to put it back. Um, <clears throat> so right here, this part of the, the story that I didn't put it, G4 officially re relaunched on November 16th, 2021, so not even a year, uh, and had a plan to not only launch on the channel lineups of Fios, Cox, and Xfinia TV, but also stream on Philo and co collaborate with Twitch on a multi-year promotional and commercial partnership through G4's official Twitch. So it was going to be on TV and on Twitch at the same time. That was like the new, like, hey, we can't just be a TV channel. Let's kind of go on Twitch and YouTube and everything. But it was supposed to be on TV as well as live streaming uh, was the original plan when it launched. Again, I, this is the thing. It sucks, again, that my, my the part that bothers me is people who lose their job and don't know that they're losing their job. They're like, oh, yeah. the press We just saw that two weeks ago with Stadia. Like, all these people yeah. who were like... We were planning features for Stadia and working with developers on long-term plans, and then suddenly we found out via a tweet. It's like, yeah, dead. my game was supposed to come out next week on Stadia, and I just found out today that it, uh, Stadia is, is done for. Um, so, yeah, to me, it, it, that's the thing that bothers me the most, obviously, is people losing their job and not having an idea about it. But, uh, yeah, no, it was... Honestly, I never watched it. I mean, it is what it is. It was cool that the idea, but they brought it back, but... I don't know. I guess it didn't... Just the fact that I knew it was a thing and never watched it, maybe that's part of the problem enough people weren't engaging with it and they were done with it but they had a great cast like uh xavier woods who's a professional wrestler up up down down very very successful geek wrestler guy was part of it again alex mendez was on he's good buddies with the rock uh he's on a rock show so like i knew the people involved in it i mean even gerard um, the completionist was like uh, apparently yeah. a g4 employee i had no idea i mean I've, i'm familiar with gerard the completionist i've watched some of his stuff but i had no idea he was a g4 person so I don't know who it's on. I guess it's on my fault for not watching it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a thing I never engaged with. It was cool that it was back. I was like, awesome, cool. At G4, the very least, like I did not really engage with it all that much either. But like based on like everything I've seen and read about G4 back when it was briefly alive again, it seems like they didn't take anything for granted. It seems like everyone involved is like, hey, if this is, you know, our last year of making g4 content let's you know go out with as much of a bang as possible and kind of pull all the stops it didn't feel like they were like slowly revving up to you know eventual bigger and better seasons of a g4 revival it seems like they were kind of trying to do as cool stuff as they could within that span of that one year you know regardless of whether that one year ended in uh continuation or cancellation um and it turned out to be the latter. But it seems like they, they really kind of committed to it while it was still around. And it's too bad that, unfortunately, they're not going to be able to commit any longer. Yeah, You just wish, like, corporate people would, like, let things breathe and give it a chance to work, you know? Yeah. I understand that's not how corporate works. But, like, so many more things could have a chance to work if people gave it time, I feel. But it's not my money, so, you know. I'm sure what's-his-face Scott, Dave Scott at Comcast... Had, I'm sure he had unrealistic expectations. Or he, somebody five people down from him probably was in charge of having the unrealistic expectations and reporting back up to him about like what gaming, like news and content and all that kind of stuff might look like on a television channel or on Twitch. And he's like, "Well, that doesn't do as much money as football does." 
Why why do we still support that? Or that doesn't do as much money as whatever fucking news station that we're doing. Why are we still investing in that? It's like, well, you kind of went into this industry. I'm assuming they went back into this industry with unrealistic expectations about viewership and numbers and, and the kind of money you can make from this kind of thing right now. Uh, it is getting bigger. It is good. Obviously, esports and sponsorships and all these things are, are, are getting bigger and bigger every single year. But it still doesn't compare to most mainstream television media. I, you had mentioned yeah. before with the HBO stuff. I know they just let it go a lot of a uh, big part of that. The Discovery let go a lot of uh, was it the Warner people? I don't remember. But it was like, oh yeah, like a lot of the teams who were making stuff at those companies got let go because Discovery's like, you yeah, know, let's just do the things that make us money. So I mean, it's another one of those. It sucks, but here we are. It sucks, and you know, it's funny that we bring up the kind of Warner Brothers CEO Discovery stuff. So David Zaslav, who is the president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery now, he previously used to be the CEO of whatever company was in charge of um, the kind of internet uh, gaming show that Scott Bromley, uh, who like formerly was of the pod, uh, uh, IGN, currently does the podcast, The Comedy Button, was a heart of. And when he was making all those big cuts about a month ago, Scott Bromley on Twitter was like, yeah, like one time uh, David Zaslav came into our uh, studio, which again makes like internet video game content and talked for an hour about opening up a cake boss restaurant in new york and cake boss <laughs> utensils and cake boss souvenirs and shit and it's like these are the kinds of people that are running these companies these are the kinds of people that are just so completely clueless and out to lunch and just completely out of touch with the kind of real kind of human beings and the content thing that they make at these kind of smaller uh yet passionate little outlets and it sucks it does. Cake Boss. What a fucking... Two I remember things. Scott telling that story. Two things. Wild. Yeah, the Cake Boss, the fucking... When he, when he was getting arrested for drunk driving, he said, you can't arrest me. I'm the fucking Cake Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cake Boss, baby. Second, uh, to wrap up my thoughts on this thing, like, this is just a trend with Comcast and excellent video game content. Like, we've seen maybe once sometimes twice a month comcast will shut down our internet in the middle of this wildly successful podcast mm -hmm. uh, but now that we are twitch affiliate and we can make money off of it they're probably going to be like oh you know what we're going to shut down your internet less often now so mm -hmm. just once in a while exactly yeah love to see it uh fuck comcast i guess the chad says it every week <laughs> we'll continue to say it here uh but we're going to move on to something that should be more fun no, this top one right here by Alex is not fun at all. I don't like that. But anyways, we're going to move on to playtime. <laughs> Everyone knows Canadian Thanksgiving is a very somber, mournful holiday. <laughs> don't like it. Uh, but yeah, Alex, we'll start with you because I brought it up. What's going on with the? What's going on with this? What's on, what did you do the last week? I don't like this oh, at all. Man. Just pointing it out to you. There's a holiday that happens one time a year <laughs> in a single year within the year that one exists within within Canada. That holiday is called Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, we had ourselves just one hell of a feast. We had homemade cranberry sauce made from scratch. We had turkey. We had roast vegetables. Uh, we had leek and mushroom stuffing. We had apple pie, homemade as well, except for the crust, which we bought from the store and were frozen. We had Oreo-flavored southern biscuits with gravy. It was a smorgasbord of 
just culinary gastronomical delights, the likes of which Canadians the world over would all appreciate, and which we, sitting in our cottage dining room, very much did appreciate this past weekend. It was truly a special occasion, the likes of which I'd imagine that the two of you, like, just truly deep down in the bottoms of your hearts, truly love as much as I did love it. You know what I think fascinates me most and makes me, like, have the warm, heartwarming feelings? The fact that, like, we truly are all the same deep down inside because what? The, the Native Canadians and the Native Americans both somehow decided we're going to share with the white man cranberries and turkey and Oreo biscuits. Like, it's the same food no matter where you are. That's Thanksgiving because the same Native people to that area all discovered Oreo biscuits <laughs> <laughs> and shared that with the white man. Yeah. Didn't you know? Oreo's been around since uh, the year 613. Yeah. Real Remember truth. in Prey, the Predator was after some Oreo biscuits. What's the, Alex, I'm, I'm an ignorant American, and yes. I know the manufactured story that they taught me in preschool about the Indians and the Pilgrims. Um, what's the story behind Canadian Thanksgiving? Like, what are y'all giving thanks for? What is that about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, it's not something that I've ever really kind of actively looked up. But I'd have to imagine it's probably very similar to your holiday. I would not be surprised to learn if it's like a parasite situation where we just took the basic concept of your holiday and just sort of <laughs> appropriated it for our own. The then why do you do it? <laughs> right? Why do you do it a month before? So American Thanksgiving, if you don't know, Alex, specifically what they teach you, it's that the pilgrims came to America... They had a really hard winter, and the Native Americans yeah. helped them out. Well, see, yada, the thing yada, is, yada. is, I'm more yeah. familiar with your origin of your Thanksgiving than I am of Canadian Thanksgiving, to be honest. So no one uh, helped the Canadians out, huh? No one helped the Canadians. We got, as, no. as, as people coming into America, we got corn and turkey and Oreo biscuits, and we gave them smallpox mm -hmm. blankets. Yeah. And then up in Canada, they're just like, we're already here, but we do like corn, and there's no white man coming to... to to settle here and take us out and no one has smallpox blankets so why don't we just all get together and eat corn and biscuits mm -hmm. I, I just googled the uh, origin of, Can of Canadian Thanksgiving that's what it says oh really interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah it seems, well what I'm reading is it seems like it's actually taken more from like a European tradition than like a American tra tradition that's what I'm reading here anyways yeah, great, fantastic time. I hope that every single year when Canadian Thanksgiving comes around, we talk about it because it was truly the bee's knees, truly a feast to be beholded, and I will forever cherish it within my heart. My final Canadian Thanksgiving question. <laughs> is it on a set okay. date every year, or is it on a stupid thing like ours, where it's like every fourth Thursday in November? It is on a stupid thing like yours. Okay. How stupid is Easter, too? Like, why are our stupid Christian holidays always like, it could be March 1st or it could be April 2027? Yeah, Who knows when Sunday Easter is April, this year? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say. No, it's not, sometimes it's in March, isn't it? It's not always the first Sunday in no, April. No, I think it's supposed to be the first Sunday in April. No. I believe. You can look it up. When is Easter in America? <laughs> <laughs> I will say Jesus. Thanksgiving, least favorite holiday of all of them. Don't like turkey. Not a really? fan. Really? No. A lot of brown foods in Thanksgiving. Not yeah. a fan yeah. of beige and brown foods. Yeah. 
So I mean, I like real the days talk, off, whatever. One of the main differences between Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving is Canadian Thanksgiving not really like a gift giving time. It, it like genuinely genuinely surprised me to learn for the first time relatively recently that like yeah y'all give a lot of gifts around American Thanksgiving and that is not Canadian Thanksgiving at all. Canadian Thanksgiving is yeah, basically no just food. Me. I've only I've the only gift I've ever gotten on Thanksgiving was the gift of eating turkey. I don't even like it. So it's not like this is not like a universal thing because like don't don't all video game publishers put out their video games by Black Friday because is the day after the American Thanksgiving. So that's the biggest shopping day. So that's probably yeah, that's probably where you're getting that. The biggest shopping day in America is the day after Thanksgiving. Hmm. Yeah, because everyone's so already off work, and they're just like, Christmas. It's Christmas is coming up, we got to buy everything, yeah. so everyone's like, we want to make sure we have our game out by the time people are freaking rabid and ready to spend Going their money. to the store is crazy. Um, I guess I'll the have thing. to do my research, but yeah, it confuses me more ways than one. Here's the official word on Easter. <laughs> Easter always falls on the <laughs> first Sunday after the Paschal Full Moon, or Paschal, I don't know how to pronounce it. The first full moon after the vernal equinox, making the earliest day available is March 22nd, and the latest day is April 25th. Oh, okay. So it's about the moons and the solar cycle. Yeah, everyone knows the death of Jesus Christ was all based on the moon and not the calendar. Yep. He died on a certain moon, not on a certain day. That's how it works. Anyways. Inscription? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I've been playing Inscription as well. You know, Inscription... It kind of has a bit of a Thanksgiving-y theme to it when you think about it. It's about you hanging out in an old rustic, rustic cabin. There's a mm-hmm. lot of like foresty Native American animals that you're hanging out with. I mean, I feel like if we had to make a list of like the top 10 Thanksgiving games, it would at least be in contention there. Maybe an honorable mention. Uh, yeah, and I feel yeah, like also game's... like the Thanksgiving, the American Thanksgiving cliche is like, oh god, I gotta spend a whole day with my dysfunctional family. And so like that fits with inscription, mm-hmm. bunch of yahoos For dysfunctional sure. that you don't want to hang out with necessarily. I've been having a lot of fun with this game. I'm really enjoying its melding of different genres and twists. Uh, I'm really fascinated to see where it's going. It's a little bit longer than I was anticipating it to be. Um, We'll see. I had a little bit of difficulty getting past some of the bosses during the first segment of the game. I'm trying to keep things vague. When I eventually beat the game, we'll just go full bore into spoilers. But yeah, I had a little bit of difficulty getting past some of those bosses. Now that I'm past them, I am making progress, but it seems like, based on what I've been reading up online, that I have still some ways to go. Having a lot of fun with it, though. I'm definitely looking forward to listening to your guys' spoiler cast when I get to the end of it, because this game has been quite fun so far. Glad to see you're enjoying it. I will say, the game wants you to cheat. So don't feel bad and find ways to cheat, because the game wants you to, and it's designed for you to do so. Yep. Hmm. So, hmm. Or cheese, I would say. Not cheat, but, like, cheese. You know, like, in that episode of Yu-Gi-Oh!, where Yugi like, pulls out all the Karibos, and then Kaiba can't get through it, even though that is not how the rules work? That's basically how Inscription wants you to play. Yeah, or like I, how uh, Picard is it I Picard actually, who does the Kobayashi Picard? Maru test? Who who does who no. like cheats that test? Yeah, no, it's uh, the original Captain Kirk. Kirk, no, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, you can't win it, but I did because you cheated, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. same similar thing. Uh, okay, I know this last thing is a corny anime thing, so go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> Chainsaw Man 
let me tell you, if you show Chainsaw Man a piece of corn, he'd cut right through that corn because this man has a chainsaw for a face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you, by any chance, within the past couple of months, were watching the anime Demon Slayer and were thinking, man, I kind of like this, but I just wish that this show had a little bit more of a darker edge to it. And, well, I mean, there's not much else to say other than that Chainsaw Man is the answer to this hypothetical question. Uh, there's only the one episode out so far, but episode two is up and coming real soon. And I recommend that if you all have any interest in any anime and you have not seen the show so far, please give it a shot because it's very good. How do people very watch good. it? On what service? Uh, you can watch it at the moment on Comcast. Crunchyroll. No. no, not Comcast. <laughs> Netflix. I mean, Com- no, Comcast JK. might actually own Crunchyroll. No, Crunchy I think Roll, they're owned right. by Sony. Sony, yeah, play, yeah. Sony bought that. Sony bought all of it. I know actually, people were horny me- for Chainsaw Man. I didn't know anything about it, but on the internet's like, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. His face is a chainsaw, right? It's not just like Leatherface yeah, like and Texas forehead. Chainsaw Massacre. Like his his, his okay. superpower is that he can grow chainsaws out of anywhere on his body. And so his Anywhere. go-to move is does he have control out of head? That can be bad. Chainsaw out of oh yeah, no, don't worry. He okay. has complete control over it. I'm waiting for penis chainsaw too, Chad. I'm also waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, It'll this happen. show, this show, this show goes to some same places. I'm not saying that that happens in the show, but I'm saying that it could happen in the show. So you might want to tune in. Very cool. And is there anything about this last part? Uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just wanted to kind of make mention that I am still continuing to play a bunch of older games here and there. Still collecting all the moons in Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I unlocked the darker side of the moon. Uh, Platinum Saints for Opie on PS4. Pokemon Puzzly. Got beat hard mode in that. Of course, we did Castlevania 1 and 4. Go listen to our barf episode. Playing a lot of Pokemon Go. I caught a lot of shiny Litwicks yeah. yesterday. That's Ooh-hoo. the candle Pokemon. Uh, and yeah. Lots of fun with all that stuff, but I am hoping to get caught up on some of the other games that came out uh, earlier this year before Game of the Year discussions, because there's a lot of good games that came out this year. You're also playing an older Pokemon Platinum game, right? On a certain Twitch channel? That's right. Over on twitch.tv slash Live. Dope, dope, dope. Very cool. Chad, what is all your numbers? I Let's see. GW18, that's the one I have. Well, no, I know what it is now. I've just figured it out. Uh, Gears of War 2018. Yeah, it's Gears of War 2018. You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I've, so I've, I've I've come through and I'm and I'm holding a promise true. And that's that doesn't make any sense. I'm 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 putting my money where my mouth is and I'm playing God of War 2018 again. Like I said I would 6 weeks ago. Um, the new one's coming out in like god it's like 3 weeks or something 4 weeks something like that. So I'm playing through it on easy mode. I have not played it since they updated it with the 60 frames a second, and it looks great. It looks great. Mm-hmm. But I am nice. very excited for whatever enhancements come with the PS5. Like, I, like it's weird that, like, haptics don't really... You get so used to the haptics, and then you go back to just, like, regular-ass rumble, and I'm like, oh, this is what... I used to think the Leviathan Axe felt good with just regular-ass rumble, or, like... There's a part in this where in a board you have to like hold things with a left trigger and then hold things with a right trigger and you're supposed to be struggling a little bit and then she like does some magic and I'm like, oh, there's nothing going on in these triggers. They're like little limp soft weans here. And it's like, I can't wait for God of War 2022 to see what enhancements come with the PS5 version of it. So yeah, playing that, again, just doing it on easy story mode, trying to just mainline the story, not doing any kind of side quest, just to refresh myself on the game. 
And Chad, uh, I guess I'll ask you, because yeah. I brought this up earlier, and I'm bringing this up now. How do you not hate Atreus? Was my question. Because I see myself in him. I see my dog in him. <laughs> Whoa. Your dog doesn't care, though. No, my dog doesn't care. I, every single time today that I was playing and, and he said the boy's name out loud, I looked over at my dog, and my dog's just like, either dead asleep or he's looking at me like, are you ready to pet me now? I'm like, no. I just wanted to see if you would respond to someone else saying your name. He doesn't. But no, he's a kid. He's a kid. Oh, he's a bad kid. <laughs> he's a kid. He's fine. He's just learning. I'm seeing the world I, through his eyes. I, I hate to say it, Adam, but I am way more on Chad's side. I think Atreus is just, you know, growing up and coming of age in this world and dealing with the trials and tribulations that life throws at you. He's no more or Especially, less annoying than any other kids of his age. And think of, think of it this way. He's not only a kid, he's like a homeschooled kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I assume, I don't know if you, uh, as a public school kid myself, like homeschool kids, they, they behave differently they're than weird. most other kids. Yeah, they're, they're, they're weird. the weird kids. And not only is a homeschool kid, but he's a homeschool kid that never got to play soccer or go to church with any other kids. He stayed at home and only at home and did All not leave home. because he was sick. So, like, here's what I will quirky. say. This kid's quirky. Not to be controversial, but as a dad, right? And being around other kids of that age, I will just say there are some badass white kids that act way worse than my child does, and that's what Atreus acts like. Atreus absolutely would call his mother by her first name in the grocery store and cuss at her. <laughs> and uh, just like, it just makes me mad because when I grew up, if you didn't say ma'am or sir, you'd get your ass beat. And he's like, whatever, father. I'm like, you would have got smacked. You would have got, Atreus would be dead already if he was a black kid. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been I dead called, already. I called my dad Matt once, and my mom was like, don't you ever do that again. I will murder you. Jesus. <laughs> and then I called my mom mother once instead of mom, and she was like, you never use that word with me. I was like, okay. It, <laughs> you said earlier, Chad, that you see yourself in Atreus. Are you saying that your mom is Kratos? My, is that the relationship going on here? My mom is the exact same size, shape, and weight as Kratos. She is six foot twelve. Kratos. Which is seven feet for all of you who are on the metric system in <laughs> <and> 12. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Now, again, I understand it, but he's just yeah. a prick. And then he finds out he's a god and he's an even bigger prick. I just, and then, know, he, I, then all of a sudden he has it. a 180 turn and he's a good kid all of a sudden. I'm like, okay. I feel empathetic for him. He's, he, and he's also, you know, he's, he's dealing with all of this new information all at once. Mm-hmm. He's seeing the world. He, he's frustrated because he's sick and he's being held back by his sickness this whole time and he's like i don't want to be sick anymore and then he's mm-hmm. yeah, i feel for i'm him. just saying if my son talked back to me like that i would i would be in jail for murder yeah <laughs> don't you dare and i'm not even a god you know not even a six foot twelve god and i would be in jail for murder so. he just yeah. bothers me but I, again i'm ready for the new game now he's a teenager let's see how <laughs> i really want to see how now i understand it because he's a teenager and he's horny so he's going to be out of control. I get it. <laughs> We're just going to walk in on him, and he's going to be like throwing the covers over his bed, shutting his computer real Dad, fast. Dad, get out of here. <laughs> Dad, get out of here. Oh, um, boy. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so I'm playing through that. <laughs> also played Super Castlevania Four. We just recorded the mm. barf episode of that, so we'll put that up sometime this week as well. Again, it's early because I'll be out of town at the end of the month, but um, look for our thoughts on that. And this last one is uh, for you because I'm really curious about your experience with all of this, especially as a, uh, a not a ton of hours into this game, but also you like you've played it before, but you've lapsed for a couple of years and you're coming back to it. Destiny 2 Deep Zone Crypt, which is uh, the Beyond Light raid that we did mm. this weekend, week, whatever day we did it, I don't remember. 
Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember. Wednesday or Thursday. That you played with us. You you now yeah. have all the DLC, and you've been playing some Destiny, and you raided with us. You took Joel's spot. And I, I'm not going to give Joel credit because Joel specifically said, you can feel free to replace me with Adam because I kind of want to watch the Bears game anyway. And I'm like, oh. No. Okay. Okay. So he wanted me I'm to not, feel bad. He, on Twitter, publicly, he wants you to believe that, like, he made this really noble gesture in letting Adam come raid with us for the first... No, it was it was completely like, I want to watch the Bears lose because I'm a masochist. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But no, so yeah, I'm, we played... I'm curious about uh, a couple things. One, yeah. how was your first raid? What was, what did you find interesting about it? Two, how is it... They've made a lot of improvements to the game for people who are new because there's a ton going on in this game and it's really fucking confusing when you jump into it for the first time so i'm curious through your eyes like what did this game look like was it easy to hop into do you understand what's going on systematically as well as plot wise so mm -hmm. i'm gonna open this up to oh, you plot wise no, no i, I know sure that not. there are characters that you hang out with and they fucking are like this guy is my dad and he's bad and he's gold i'm like all right don't give a shit He's bad She's and big. he's gold. <laughs> yeah, the big girl who's 18 feet taller. Oh, whatever, yeah, six title, foot 12. Yeah. Six yeah, sure, foot uh, uh, But, so, lore, I already know. If I wanted to look it up, I would. I don't care. It's fine. Gameplay, I get it. Again, I understand the system. This actually doesn't seem too bad. Like, I understand, like, how, I understand how Warlock works. That's all that matters to me. I know how Warlock works. I can play Warlock. That's fine. Thank God you play Warlock, too, man. Ugh. That's great. The one thing that surprised me, I'll say at the top, even though it happened at the end of the raid... First of all, I had a great time with the raid. Really fun. It was fun to get all the people together and do that thing. The fact that Alex Cozina's got name dropped out of nowhere, I was shocked. Alex, you played Destiny too? I did. Alex was part I, of the crew fact, when we first I played beat it our first with raid. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Alex was there. So two very different raid experiences. We went into this one with Alex, the Leviathan raid. It was the very first raid any of us had ever done. This was before Audrey and Jericho were there. Um, but we went into this raid and Holden specifically said, you know what? I kind of want to go into this not knowing anything, which is a bad idea for a raid, trying to figure things out, especially when you have no idea. We didn't know what champions were. We didn't know what mods were. We didn't know anything of that shit. Mm -hmm. So Alex knows raiding with us from a completely unprepared standpoint. And you know raiding with us from like, we've done this 45,000 times. Adam, here's your exact role and how you're going to plug into all of this kind of stuff. So like, yeah, very different raid experiences between the, the two and a half or three man. years. We got through yeah, that. I only had one death. Uh, it took us about an hour and 20 minutes, I think, total. Fucking great. Alex, you were saying something? Yeah, I, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that one raid that we went into completely unprepared for, all things considered. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was a little unfortunate that we weren't able to take on and complete the prestige version of that raid because that's like the one trophy that you need to get that's like a real pain in the ass to get the platinum for that game after you get that like everything else is a cakewalk but we didn't that one occasion and now i feel like if i'm ever gonna like man up and eventually get all the trophies to get the destiny 2 platinum it's gonna require like an incredible investment of time and effort to pull that off but never say never you never know Interesting. But no, I had great. Yeah, Chad pointed every, uh, walked me through it. He's like, all right, here's your role. That's great. What's, that's great because you guys know it. Because let me be honest with you, if there's a new raid comes out and no, we're going to figure it out, I will say, I'll sit on the bench. Let me know when you guys figure it out. Because <laughs> uh, I like the raid. was really cool. I really enjoyed the raid. But having to figure it out sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, just trying to learn how to fucking platform on that space station <laughs> fucking almost broke me. Uh, it was wild. But not a great time. Again, you told me what to do. It was really fun encounters. 
And yeah, I've just been doing that, and I've been playing more Destiny. I beat Beyond Light, and then I just beat um, what's the Moon one? Shadowfall. Shadowfall. Uh, Shadowkeep. Shadowkeep. I just beat that today too. So I'm just going through all the campaign stuff, and then yeah, having fun doing raids. I'm having a great time. Nice. Witch Queen campaign is the next one, and that one's probably the best campaign. So maybe. I don't Only know. Again, it's like Savathun. Yeah, she's a big lady with wings. Cool. Awesome. Let's move it on. <laughs> yeah, this, these the missions. The missions. I don't know, I have in, Leviathan to do. Oh, no, that's part of her, isn't it? Or Red War, actually. Oh yeah, the Leviathan, the new derelict Leviathan, is part of like the whole Witch Queen thing that last gotcha. season. Um, but yeah, there's a Red War campaign. Actually, you can't even play Red War anymore. You can play the New Light stuff. Mm-hmm. You can play Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, Witch Queen. Okay. But yeah, the Witch Queen it. campaign that's has is fewer missions, but they're like longer like 45 minutes to an hour per mission mm-hmm. um they're really cool cool i'll check in that and then i'll have beaten destiny it'll be a good time uh and the last thing right here he that is not the pronoun for uh male i was halloween ends i watched that movie mm. on friday i had a fun time with it i did, will say don't spoil it no, the trailer not. spoiled it, but also well, maybe they did it. I think? don't know. Does Halloween end? <laughs> does. Did, you, did you think? Did you think that the Nope trailer spoiled the movie? Because it sure the fuck doesn't. If you yeah, actually right. watch Nope, <laughs> um, Halloween ends. I think is a cool movie. There's a really cool ideas that are kind of borrowed from other movies, and it does feel like an ending. As I will say, I do not expect there to be more Halloween movies with these cast of characters. Take that how you will. But I will say, Halloween 2018 is so good. These sequels don't hold up to it at all. Like, oh. Halloween 2018, I think, is probably the be- the second best Halloween movie, period, out of all of them, um, besides the original. It might even be better than the original, honestly, if I went back and watched it. Halloween 2018 is fucking fantastic. It's magnificent. Kills, people did not like, because it's a fucking crazy movie that things don't make sense. This one, I feel like, brings it around more, but I'm like, I wish that, honestly, they could have just done it all in that first movie, and I think it would have been, been great. But I think this one is good. I think this one is enjoyable. I have a I think friend. you've been watching these movies, watch it. I have a friend that wants me to it's go see this with him. What's well, on Peacock? Just it's on Peacock? Like yeah, HBO Peacock. Max? Like day and date release? Yeah, fun for the whole family, yeah. Fun for the whole family? That's wild. Do I have to watch Halloween 2018 before I watch Halloween Ends? Or any of the other Halloweens? The last one I saw was Rob Zombie's, like, origin oh, none of that story. matters anymore. None okay. of that's canon. The only thing that's canon is John Carpenter's first Halloween movie. Honestly, yeah. the classic, 1978. And then Halloween 2018... And then kills and ends. I would say watch Halloween 2018 because it's fucking good. Okay. It's real fucking good. And then you can skip kills and go to ends because kills is fucking wild and it doesn't make any sense. But I think you would need to watch 18 because it's good and it also sets up what happens in this movie. Okay. Uh, I might have been confused. Is Halloween ends on Peacock or is Halloween 2018 yes. on Peacock? Okay. Halloween ends is on Peacock. It came okay. out the same day it came out in theaters. And okay, I was but- like, you know what? For free. <laughs> Watch it's also movie. in Dolby Digital right now in AMC, and I'm an AMC A-lister, so like I'm going to see it in the best way possible. So. Go for it, bro. Live your life. I'd say watch it. Especially but watch 18 first. Cause, okay. Very good. All right. That's it for things that we've been playing. Playtime? That's it? 
<laughs> Correct. I'm asking questions. Yeah. Need affirmation. Yeah. Very good. All right. Yes. yes. Moving on to our quest log. So- God damn it, Adam, go. Yes. That's the end of yes, it. Yes. Okay. Let me know. Uh, Gotham Knights details from Adam Bankers at IGN.com. Uh, while Gotham Knights campaign might, will only support single player or two player co op, a new mode called Heroic Assault will launch for free on November 29th, 2022, uh, which will let up to four players team up in arena based challenges. Uh, this is a quote from Gotham Knights uh, FAQ. Heroic Assault is an upcoming gameplay mode that is separate from the main story campaign. The standard load uh, mode supports up to four players in online co-op and provides a dedicated arena-like environment with specific objectives to complete and enemies to feed on each floor. There are 34. So basically, the game's only two-player, but there's a four-player go up the levels and beat up people mode. So that's cool. They're just giving us more stuff before... The game comes out in a couple weeks. Actually, in about a week, I believe. It's yeah, less than a week. It's like five days or something like that. Yeah. Can uh, I tell you something? That, I, I had never, until I heard this news, paired with a text message from a friend who was like, oh, you're just not excited. Not talking to me, but talking to another friend in our in our chat. Dallas said to Matt, you're just not excited for this mm. <laughs> for this game because you think it's going to be like Avengers. And in my brain, I was like, what do you mean like Avengers? This is nothing like Avengers. I assumed from all the trailers and materials that this was going to be basically Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham Knight, like that kind of Arkham City, that kind of game, just with a set, like a companion, an AI companion or a second player, similar to some of the stuff that you played in like Arkham City, where you had Robin with you or Catwoman or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until he said that, and then that same day I saw the four player heroic assault, which reminded me exactly of the like the marvel's avengers like you go into the harm rooms together and do that kind of, that's exactly what this sounded like to me and then i started thinking oh fuck is this going to be avengers i had never considered that in my life until mm-hmm. this news and they're like shit is this going to be, be avengers here's the thing chad here's the thing chad this is not going to be marvel's avengers because marvel's avengers ran at 60 frames per second <laughs> oh moving on to our next one i also don't think it's going to be that kind of game regardless i don't think it's a loot whatever grind game uh but gotham knights running at 30 frames a second this is also madam bankers we'll get to that in a second uh when gotham knights arrives on consoles october 21st it will do so with no performance mode and will only run at 30 frames per second uh the news was shared by gotham Knights executive producer this is a french Fleur. name so alex how do you say it uh this is uh Fleur, uh flower marty all right, Marty, in the Marty. game's Discord channel. <laughs> real talk, real talk. I don't know what the hell is going on with his nickname, Flawa. Like, that is, e- even as somebody who knows how to speak French, that is a hard-ass name, and I don't what does know it what mean? is going on there. What does that nickname I, mean? I think what's going on here is Fleur, which is his actual first name. Well, her it, wait, name. Is it he, here, uh, does it, sorry. Does it make a difference? Her. Fleur is mm-hmm. the French word for flower. Yeah. And so I think what's going on here is that people in the office are calling her Flower, but they're saying it with a French accent. So instead of saying Flower, they say, oh, hey, Flower, oh. which is why her nickname is Flower. That's was- my theory, but I honestly don't know. You know what's funny is I was going to make a joke about this is how Ness from Earthbound would say the word Flower. P.K. Flower! Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But I guess that's because well, I saw that this word flower ends in an A, and I immediately went to Spanish where words are masculine or feminine. Flautas. So I'm like, oh, A, yeah, it's got to be a female nickname for flower, but I don't know French. So, anyways, uh, Marty, 
Uh, she went on Discord and answered people's questions <laughs> about the console version of the game. Uh, I know many of you are wondering about the availability of a performance mode for Gotham Knights on console, Marty wrote. Uh, due to the types of features we have in our game, like providing a full, untethered co-op experience in our highly detailed open world, it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher FPS. For this reason, our game does not have a performance test quality toggle option in one at 30 frames per, per second on console. Um, so yes, on consoles, it's 30 frames only. I'll get it on PC so I can get 60, I suppose. Uh, this, I think, is more interesting than the four-player or whatever thing. I don't... So, here's what I'll go ahead and say about it. I think... I understand what people... People are used to having a toggle of performance or whatever. Right. So, I can see what people are like, well, where's my 60 frames? Oh, my 60 frames. I think it's fine if it's running at 4K 30 and the, the untethered co-op is the thing that changes it for me, right? With the fact that I can be in one part of Gotham and you can literally be in another part of Gotham inside a building doing a mission fighting Mr. Freeze and I'm out here on the waterfront kicking Penguin's ass. Okay, whatever. I, I'm assuming... I'm not a game designer, to be honest with you. I'm assuming <laughs> that that is so intensive that they're like, hey, we've got it to run at this benchmark on consoles. Let's keep it there. Also, the PS4, Xbox one versions got canceled so i'm assuming they were trying to make a version for everyone to play and this is just the, this is what they landed on and this is what they stuck with even though they canceled those old versions so i don't know that's just my thoughts on it i'm playing on pc so i get my 60 frames you know i'm i'm trying to think of i'm trying to figure out why having online co-op means you can't have 60 frames a second like, I understand if it's split screen and you basically have to duplicate the game running at the same time. But online, I feel like that shouldn't have the performance constraints that split screen does. I'm, but now I'm trying to think in my brain of like, are there other co-op online multiplayer things that run at 60? So I'm trying to do a Google and figure it out. But uh, Alex, you got anything? No. I, this is... It's a little unfortunate. To be honest, like games only being able to run in 30 fps not that big of a deal breaker for me not something that personally upsets me in any legitimate way but it's just uh it's another l for a game that really desperately needs its w's but maybe the game will prove more uh quality than we're expecting it to be when it comes out we'll see I think that's the thing, along with our next story, where it's like, hey, these games are about to come out. People have been, like, hopeful, kind of mid-feeling on them. And it's like, any news that's negative is, like, not great if you're already not, like, in a great position. So, mm. just, like, it's... Uh, again, I don't think it's a big deal, really. If it's 4K30, I play games of 4K30 all the time. Yeah, um, again, I... But I feel like, because of people's perception on the game... Any slightly negative news seems even worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, like, when this news story came out, I saw a few people on Twitter being like, I got to be honest, I can't tell the difference at all between 30 and 60 FPS. Y'all are making a mountain out of a molehill. Like, as somebody that has played many 60 FPS games over the course of the past few years on my PS5, you can tell the difference. Like, you can tell the difference. People yeah. say it, they, it is noticeable. But I've heard people say they can't tell the difference between 4K and 1080. I'm like, you're literally on crack right now. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but whether this will be a huge like noticeable difference on this game ultimately i think remains to be seen i think that it's very likely that this will ultimately not have all that much of a discernible effect on the quality of this game uh be it for good or for bad we shall see or, yeah or they'll put out an update in december that lets it do 60 yeah, that's true up. <clears throat> i can always patch it in later um yeah for sure all right yeah. next up i'm, I'm oh, go ahead, sorry i'm i'm just like 
I'm thinking in my brain that like this needs to be 4K 30 doesn't I mean it doesn't matter especially it didn't matter last generation I feel like it's not a big deal this generation as long as it looks good if it looks like a previous generation title still running at 30 frames a second that feels to me like they didn't optimize they didn't polish the game like they they didn't spend enough time on it but if it looks really great and it's like wow this looks like something that's only capable with modern consoles and there's ray tracing and all that kind of shit like then I can kind of get it but we'll see yeah, if you got like ray trace puddles all over the fucking place and it's dying, like you can't complain. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Or I like, guess play it on PC and get a fucking 30 or 40 series card and then play 800 frames a second in 4K. Live your life. <laughs> uh, on to our next, our next topic, next thing that happened today, this week that's negative. Bayo voice actor speaks out. <laughs> you guys like how I did that, by the way? <sighs> Bayo voice actor speaks out. I like it. I like actors, it. They speak. Because she did uh, not the only speak guy for writing, the game, but she spoke on behalf of herself. On behalf of herself. I like that. The only guy writing for IGN this week, Adam Bankhurst. That's where the story comes from. Because all of the three last stories were all written by Adam Bankhurst. Isn't that the guy with the dirty Shout mouth? Out to Adam. No, the, Ryan Dinsdale's the guy with the dirty fucking That's mouth. That's the guy with the dirty fucking mouth. <laughs> that being said, Adam Bankhurst, even if you're a completely clean, not potty mouth, you should come on our podcast. Yeah, clip this out and send it to him. I'm sure he's very nice. Do I, it. Not gonna lie, I love George Yang. I'm a George Yang guy, but maybe you can sway me if you come on the podcast. Say, George Yang's never been on the podcast. That's true. If Adam Bankers comes out, he's, now, he's the new number one. He's he's, he's the one. new Santa Claus. <laughs> you kill the other Santa Claus, you become Santa Claus. <laughs> That's always on the the fifth Friday of December, correct? Right. Exactly. After the eternal uh, equinox. <laughs> the eternal yeah, equinox. It never goes away. Uh, Bayonetta voice actor Helena Taylor has shared that she didn't reprise the role for Bayonetta 3 as she was offered only $4,000 to do so. Furthermore, she asked fans to book out the game and donate to charity. Again, here's a funny thing. Uh, I didn't put it in. It might be lower in the thing. She has a very long list of things that she says. Uh, this new story about them replacing the voice actor again like three weeks before the game came out. Kind of like with Gotham Knights. They're like, oh hey, here's a thing that is kind of a big deal. And they're like, hey, by the way, she can't She's not in the game, but we'll go through this. This is a whole thing. Uh, Taylor took to Twitter to share a few videos of her speaking to a camera uh, and share her side of the story following the announcement that Mass Effect's Jennifer Hale would be replacing, uh, would be replacing her at Bayonetta 3. These are all quotes from uh, Taylor now. Uh, the Bayonetta franchise made an approximate $450 million, and that's not including merchandise. As an actor, I trained for a total of seven and a half years, three years at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, Lambada. Lambda. Never heard that word. Uh, with voice uh, coach Barbara Berkeley and four and a half years with legendary Larry Moss in Los Angeles. And what did they think this was worth? What did they offer to pay me? The final offer to the whole game as a buyout flat rate was $4,000 U.S. American money. Uh, Taylor then spoke about Hale replacing her. And th by the way, there's a lot more. I just took the top stuff I thought was important. But it's very long. Her like, hey, they wouldn't give me money. You should boycott the game. Give money to charity. She was going, she went all out. She's talking about she don't care about an NDA, freaking NDA, because she can't afford a car. It was fucking, it's wild. You should guys go check it out. Uh, Taylor spoke about Hale replacing her, saying she, uh, while, and saying that while she wishes her all the best, she has no right to say she was Bayonetta. Uh, they now have a new girl voicing her, and I love actors, and I wish all the joy in the world and all the jobs, but she has no right to say she is Bayonetta. Uh, she has no right to sign merchandise as Bayonetta any more than I have the right to sign as Eva Green, even though I was her parrot in Golden Compass don't know that reference i don't was that the movie 
I don't know. Okay. Uh, that <laughs> that portrayal is hers and hers alone. They'll probably try to do a spinoff with Gene. Didn't uh, don't buy that either. Uh, so Kamei, uh, how do you say his name? I always say it wrong. Uh, it is uh, Hideki Kamiya. Kamiya, which is the head of Platinum Games, right? Like the director. Yes. Okay. Uh, has since responded to these allegations with a short tweet saying, "Sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth." Uh, that's what all, that's uh, what all I can tell now. By the way, all capital. Beware of my rules. He deleted his Twitter, and I think he brought his Twitter back because yeah, I checked his Twitter of, a second ago and it wasn't there. And then you sent it to me, and he's back now. Yeah, as of like forty-five minutes ago, he is yeah. back on Twitter. Not sure what happened there. This is a this is an incredibly upsetting story, and also an incredibly confusing story on multiple different levels. It's upsetting for me personally because you know I played through Bayonetta one and two when we did our Bayonetta one barf a couple of months ago, and I came out of that being like, hell yeah, I'm all for Bayonetta. Bayonetta three is looking pretty cool. Maybe I'll wait for some preview impressions of it to see how it's faring. And then all the preview impressions of it came out a week ago, and they were all like super duper glowing everyone's like hey don't sleep on bayonetta 3 this game looks like it's real cool and this news comes out and it's real not cool cool being paid four thousand dollars to voice bayonetta in bayonetta 3 real awful just a real awful dick move on the part of whoever offered that to helena um but what makes it all all the more confusing is the fact that, of course, they brought on Jennifer Hale as a replacement, who is part of her own union and definitely, unless she specifically broke what union rules, was most likely not paid $4,000 for this role. She probably was paid something much more respectable for this, which makes you wonder what the hell is going on and what happened here. Yeah, that's yeah. that confused me too. Seeing the Jennifer Hale sign on, I was like, "Wait a minute, Jennifer Hale sounds like she's going to be a big money person. Like, she's not going to accept four thousand dollars as an offer for this. So they they had to have increased the pay for her. But for some reason, the person that helped establish this franchise and created the voice of Bayonetta wasn't worth whatever they're going to pay Jennifer Hale. Apparently, yeah. yeah. It's, Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. I have a. It's weird. I, you had a tweet, Alex, that we'll talk about in a second, which I think is really sure. interesting. Talking about Nintendo in general. Um, but the whole... Yeah, it's weird. Especially her going back and forth uh, with the producer or the director of the game. It, he's he's out her wilding. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird that she's so undervalued, which I understand. But yeah, you had to pay Jennifer Hale more. I don't know. There's a whole thing. So there was a time when there was... Borderlands 3 brought in Troy Baker's character from Tales of the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to bring Troy back, and there was a whole hubbub about that and what was going on. And there was also Claptrap uh, in that game too. A, yeah. a new voice for Claptrap in that. That's game. That's right. They did change the voice for Claptrap. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to put it out there because it's confidential. But I know what happened with the Troy Baker stuff. I'll tell you off mic. It was pretty interesting. But yes, please. Uh, yeah, video game companies. It's weird when they're like, we don't. They definitely undercut her because they thought that they could undercut her. But then they're like, we'll just pay Jennifer Hale. I don't know. It's all very I weird. Did, the world I, of voice looked, acting is fucking insane, is all I'll say. Honestly, I don't have any particular insight into exactly what's going on. I did a lot of uh, research, skimmed over a lot of message boards, a lot of Reset Era posts over the weekend, because I was very obsessed with what the hell was going on with the story. 
a theory that I've heard that I think makes some sense is that what's going on here is a situation similar to what happened when they recast, for example, Kratos' original voice actor, which was T.C. Carson with Chris Judge, or when they recast Dave Hader, the original voice of Solid Snake, with Keith Sutherland, where they wanted a different actor, somebody who would bring a kind of more richer performance to the role or would be a bigger kind of money draw. And basically what happened with Helena Taylor is that they didn't want to bring her back, but they didn't have the courage to kind of tell that to her face. And so they offered her $4,000 with the hope that basically she would turn that down so that they could just bring in Jennifer Hale. Mm -hmm. This is just a theory. And I don't like, I think it makes more sense than other theories that I've read, but it still feels weird on the basis that like, I I can understand again, like recasting Solid Snake is key for Sutherland because Sutherland is like a big name. Jennifer Hale, obviously a beloved, you know, voice actress behind some of the, you know, best, most memorable characters in the entire history of the video game industry. But like, I'm not really sure that like her being attached to this game is going to like bring in that many more, you know, sales for it. Right. Another theory that I've heard is that it's possible that maybe this is sort of like a Chris Pine and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse situation where in the most recent trailer that has been released for this game, spoiler alert, one of the original Bayonettas, the Bayonetta uh, as she appears in the like original Bayonetta game back from 2009, dies real early on into the game. And some some people were speculating, well, maybe what's going on is... Uh, uh, Helen and Taylor was only going to voice this one Bayonetta for like two minutes. And so she was offered $4,000 because that was proportional to the amount of time that she would be in the game. But in that case, it's like, well, why not just have her also voice the other Bayonettas after the original Bayonetta dies? It's not like we need to have her be replaced with Jennifer Hale, who is, as far as I can recall, not naturally British like uh, Helena is. Yeah, It's real weird. They could just be wanting to move on from her, like you said. I think that might be it. They're yeah. just like, low baller, she'll get mad. She has to sign this NDA, so she'll never talk about it. And we'll never have to worry about this ever again. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then that didn't happen. But whatever the reason is, had, I like, mean... I wonder if know. it was something contract. Like, did they have a, con- a contract with her that's like, hey, you're playing Bayonetta for two no, games on the TV or something like that? Oh, she re-auditioned, she a- and they recast mm-hmm. her. Interesting. Yep. And they went... With, well, they offered... They re-auditioned. They said she did good, offered her $4,000, and she said absolutely not. Interesting. Hmm. Which, by the way, is n- if, assuming she was the main voice actor for the entire game, would not be enough money. Because that's like yeah. hundreds of hours of your life like performing as an actor. Fucking $4,000 is nothing. Absolutely not. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But it's, it's again, thanks for telling us two weeks before. Like Jennifer Hale recorded her lines a fucking year ago. Why are we learning about this right now? But maybe we weren't supposed to. I don't know. Look at that. What the fuck is that? By the way, beware of my rules. I didn't realize that's what you were referencing. I didn't see this tweet until just that's now. What he, but that's what he tweeted before yeah. he deleted his Twitter. Woof. What the hell does that mean? It, he's very... He does not like fielding questions from people asking him things in English on Twitter. He... he I mean, it's like one of those things where like he is partially playing it up as a joke because in the past he's received so many questions from people that are asking like, hey, uh, Nintendo published Bayonetta 2. Will we ever see Bayonetta on a non-Nintendo platform? And it would have to be over and over again. No, you're not going to get it on PlayStation. Nintendo published it. It's up to them and they're not going to do it. Um, but definitely not a good look in this situation to respond to this very, you know, distraught, very real you know, issue injustice with 
such a kind of flippant and just not very well-conceived tweet. It's all over the place. All right. Uh, if that's it, last story of the day, not written by Adam Bankhurst. You can still come slacking on podcast off. if you'd like. He's slacking <laughs> yeah, off. Right. I probably, if I would have looked on IGN, I probably would have had the same story from there written by Adam <laughs> Bankhurst, but I decided not to. Overwatch 2 is doing just fine from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Uh, Overwatch 2 launched earlier this month wasn't exactly smooth, but the game has reached a massive new player milestone right out of the gate. Blizzard announced the free-to-play shooter hit 25 million players in 10 days. The studio used the mind-blown emoji to describe the player number. Yeah, if you look at their Twitter, it's just like, a lot of players. And that's that's the tweet. <laughs> By the way, when I went to look at the tweet, it was like um, like sensitive materials, and I had to like click, like, yes, view. Oh. And it's because one of the characters got big, thick thighs. They got big, old, thick, chonky thighs. And yeah. apparently it was... Twitter algorithm thought it was too sexual for me to look at. Yeah. Whoa. It was like, do not look at this. If I knew the character's name, I'll tell you, but I fucking know anything about Overwatch. Uh, and Vegeta. a press release, Blizzard's... Yeah, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> Goku. Uh, and a press release, Blizzard said Overwatch 2 daily player base is spread near even across the Americas, EMEA in Asia. And this has nearly tripled the previous daily player peak numbers for the original Overwatch. Blizzard also added the new hero, Kiriko. Has proven popular with Overwatch 2 players so far, noting that her Kitsune rush ability was used more than 2 million times in the first week. What's more, Blizzard announced that players are getting special bonuses for their quote-unquote enduring support of Overwatch 2 and its issues since launch. Anyone who logs in from October 25th to the end of Season 1 will get the new Cursed Captain Reaper Legendary skin and a health pack weapon charm. Additionally, there will be double XP weekends on tap. Uh, so, very good numbers for them. I'll say my journey with Overwatch 2 is that John for Pixel Street wanted to play Overwatch. I said, sure, dude. Free to play. I've already got it downloaded. Let's check it out. Played two matches, and it kicked me out both matches. And I said, you know what, John? We'll play another time. <laughs> so, it let me... It didn't take too long to get in. I know I've seen the, the screenshots of, like, 40,000 players ahead of you online. Yeah. Mine was, like, four, 500, but it took, like, a minute or two, and I was in. Uh, but then, yeah, both matches, I got, like, three or four minutes in and it kicked me out of the match so you were playing on pc i assume too no i was playing on xbox on xbox okay was john mm -hmm. playing on it yeah john was playing on xbox yeah i think he's playing xbox too cool. but yeah it just uh it just kicked me out of both games so what well, well we'll see yeah it was i was listening to, like to the jk games podcast um jericho's podcast he's been on the show several times and kayla um and they were yeah they were talking about some of the issues trying to get in load times and then also migrating your account over because you have all mm. your stuff that you've bought and unlocked in Overwatch 1 comes over to Overwatch 2, but apparently even like Major League Gaming... Actually, is that still a thing? Is MLG still a thing? Esports players who play Overwatch professionally are having issues getting their stuff moved over Overwatch 2, but it's a live service game that's really, really, really popular. That's like You're going to have these hiccups at launch, but apparently when you get in, it's fun. People are yeah. loving it. That's what I've heard. Alex, anything for you? I don't know if you like Overwatch. I don't think you do, do you? Never played Overwatch before. Yeah. Me either. That was my first time. I, I enjoy I'm pretty sure I probably... I enjoy it. Go ahead. That's it? Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. I don't... Uh, I will never play it with a PC player. I played it with Darby Hallman from um, the Nerds at Large podcast. And I was on console. He was on PC. And that game, when you cross-play, it disables all auto-aim assist on your controller. Mm -hmm. And it is the worst time ever as a console player. But I played it for the console people when it was like free for a weekend years and years and years ago. And I was like, damn, I like this a lot. And I bought it. And then I literally never played it again after yeah, I bought it. <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect I probably could really get into it because, as you know, 
I was really, really into Apex Legends not too long mm-hmm. ago. And that game, you know, has a very similar thing going on. If you have all these individual hero characters that kind of function pretty differently from each other, I suspect on that basis, I'd probably really jive with Overwatch's gameplay, but just too many other games going on right now. And yep. with everything Amen. going on at Overwatch 2's launch that is as rough as it is, I feel like I'm not in any rush to go out and play it right away. It is sequel to Game of the Year, whatever year it came out. So you gotta pay attention to it. Remember <laughs> when Overwatch just won all the Game of the Year awards? Yeah, something? and everyone was like, "What?" Yeah, fun is stuff. that something? Oh, by the way, uh, for anyone, it, who, everyone uh, who's curious, EMEA is corporate speak for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. It's pronounced mm-hmm. EMEA. Uh, we call it EMEA. The, it means the middle of the globe when you look at the globe, the middle part. <laughs> right. That's EMEA. EMEA culpa. Sometimes you'll see uh, it as EMEIA, which includes India. Oh, Whoa, even though yeah. that's part of Asia, but well, Asia's APAC, Asia Pacific, AC. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, that's it for the things. Question: Who wants to go first? Do we going to do a segment from Adam Song with Standing, or do we do Game on Game Show with Cozy? Which one do we want to do first, bullies? Adam, you can go first. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Chad, were you about to do something like flip a coin I was, or something? I was going to have my dog pick a fist and eat whichever fist was it. Let's do it. that still because one of you needs to go first on this uh, this thing that I'm doing for myself. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, right okay. fist will be Alex, left fist will be me, and he's okay. underneath my chair, so you're going to have to just trust. Yeah, I believe you. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Oh, he's biting Chad in the dick. Hold on. Oh, he jumped on my right hand. So, Alex, you go first. Very good. Also, right. save me from Adam. This week on Segment for Madam, we're going to do a little thing. It's called, uh, right? What the fuck was the the technical term for it, Chad? What? Pyramid? For a pyramid. Oh, isosceles. It's an isosceles, isosceles triangle. Isosceles triangle, the, video, the game. We're going to play <laughs> isosceles triangle this week. It's a game where I'm going to give, you guys are going to play together, right? Okay. Where okay. you're, I'm going to give you a list of words and you're going to have to say, so like, jackal. for example. It's a jackal. Okay, relax. For example, <laughs> uh, Easter, Easter. Uh, for example, I'll give Cozy a list of six words, and I'll have a time limit, and you have to, not saying the word, try to get Chad to guess what the word is. And whoever does better becomes the winner of um, ob- 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 obtuse line triangle game. Okay. triangle game. So it's kind of like Taboo, uh, the game Taboo, where you have like a... A list of words that you can't like here you have to try to get me to guess this word but you can't say this word yeah, or, yeah okay. so like charades okay. with words but not the word that you're guessing um okay. so who's going first alex was going first Who, what, what hand first, did he yeah. get yeah yeah right hand yep alex okay. i am sending you a list in your chat and what okay. you need to do is we're going to start from one to six i'm going to put two minutes on the clock uh and you're going to try to get chad to guess as many as you can to go through your list understand okay okay uh how do I? Is it is it Control P? <laughs> How do you paste? V. Uh, yeah, it's P. Is control print. V. Okay. Um. Yeah. That, it, it was sent a weird uh, list, but you under you understand, correct? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's one. The next one's two. You know, you play video. Okay. Games, so so it, this is just an example. If one of the things that you sent me was Charizard, the mm-hmm. fire type Pokemon, I could say. It's the popular evolution of a starter Pokemon. Absolutely. You could say popular okay. fire evolution, anything, that as long Most as you don't say Charizard. Card. Okay. 
So I can yeah. be as elaborate and as detailed as I want, but without can't saying say the, the actual thing. Got Absolutely. Right. If you do, then I have to kill you. Um, <laughs> oh boy. I I'm actually going to give you two and a half minutes. Okay. So two minutes and thirty seconds on the clock, and time starts now. It's a video game inspired by the works of H.R. Geiger. Features all sorts of disgusting, pestule, and weird-ass, gross-ass blood, stuff. Li- Bloodlines. Blood, bloodborne. <laughs> uh, no, it is uh, not Bloodborne. You it can pass, not... by the way. You can skip if you want to. Uh, let me just... Fuck. Uh, it's a very recently released. Just came out for Xbox. Receiving reviews uh, this very day. Scorn? Scorn, it is correct. Uh, All right. Uh, This is a multiplayer horror video game uh, in which you... uh, Actually, I don't know if this is a multiplayer game. Uh, I'm going to pass this one. All right. Uh, This is a horror game that Hideo Kojima was working on in collaboration with Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Oh, uh, Death Stranding. Mm. No, Silent Hills. It is the original demo for this game. PT. PT. That is correct. All right. Um, This is an actual multiplayer horror game. I'm actually certain of this one this time around. Uh, From the same development studio responsible for the recent uh, Predator game uh, and most recently Ghostbusters. Friday the 13th. Correct. Um, This is an old ass uh, (laughs) horror game slash meme that I feel like we haven't really seen a whole lot of that was sort of all the rage in the early 2010s. Uh, It is a very tall individual uh, Slenderman. Very uh, correct. It is Slenderman. Uh, and finally, uh, this is a horror game in which you prominently use a flashlight in order to dispel the uh, dangerous entities around you. Blair Witch. Uh, uh, Outlast. Nope. It, nope. It is within Fatal the same frame. cinematic. It, it is within the same cinematic. No, cinematic isn't right. It's within the same video game universe as Control. It's about Alan Wake. Uh, Alan Wake is correct. Right, go back okay. to the other one. You haven't finished yet. Uh, it's a again. It's a horror game. I don't know if it's single player or multiplayer. Uh, it is about. Oh wait a minute. Hold on a second. Is it what? <laughs> it's from the same studio that made the original Dead Island. I want to say back in the day, but this is like their take on that kind of idea, but like without the Dead Island name. And oh, it's God. about zombies. Um, what one could say it's about the the extinguishing of luminosity. Ooh, Ow. your time just ran out. I don't uh, know if you hear that. What was it? Dying light. Dying light. Oh, okay, okay, See, okay, okay, okay. I got to that on the list, and I, for whatever reason, my mind scrambled up Dying Light with Outlast or any of those like other uh, like yeah. multiplayer horror games. And I, if I had realized, oh, it's Dying Light, it's a game from the studio behind the original Dead Island, I would have, yeah, I would have honed in on that way sooner. But alas, I did not. Not bad, though. You uh, you got five out of six. Um, yeah, so we'll bad. just go on, you know, see if Chad can get more or less. He'll have the same amount of time on the clock. Um, and again, you can pass or whatever. I did pause your... Uh, your time for about four seconds whenever we had that exchange has kind of caught you up for a second. So Sure. But there you go. So you have five and two and a half minutes. Chad, you have your list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, mm-hmm. there's not numbers on them for some reason. Don't know why my copy and paste does that. Okay. But uh, there you go. Also, let me be honest with you. Didn't watch very much period. Pyra- I didn't watch period at all. I don't <laughs> watch periods. One, one bit. I don't watch very much pyramid. So I don't remember how 
interactive the host was. Oh, so, yeah. So, I don't fucking know. I, am I just doing a bunch of game shows every week? Maybe maybe I am. Maybe we're not. Uh, <laughs> but you have your list. Uh, one through six. You have two and a half minutes on the clock. Um, again, if you do, we're going to compare your times and, and everything. So, starting in three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, for this first one, Paris Hilton starred in a horror movie called... <laughs> okay. Uh, no, what was the what was the horror movie that Paris Hilton starred in? I don't watch a lot of horror movies, and I especially don't okay, watch okay, okay. The movies with Paris Hilton. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it's not an apartment. It's not a condo. It's a freestanding, what you might call your cabin home. in the woods. No, no, no. Um, apartment. Danny Tanner is from Full house yes okay that's the first word uh what's the name of the pokemon trainer in the anime uh ash what are two of him called <laughs> uh, Misty and Brock. no 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 you had the right name you had the right name but if, if there were plural Ketchum. of him if there were ash plural Ketchums? of him it would be ashes house yes. of ashes thank you okay there uh, we go. the next one not big but small another Tiny. word for that Keep going. Skill. <laughs> Infinitesimal. <laughs> Less scientific. Um, Minuscule. My blank pony. My little pony. Okay. Okay. Yep. Didn't I the... say little already? No, you didn't. Um, but okay. it's not a dream if it's scary. It's a little nightmare. Yes. Um, picture this: fade up from black, sixty frames a second. It's what all the fans of all the Dark Souls games want, but Sony's not giving it to us. Bloodborne. Yep. Okay. Uh, this stars a guy. There's a cult following. It's a guy with a chainsaw. Um, I don't know if it's a funny movie or a scary movie. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Evil Dead. Yes. Um, Remedy's latest game. Uh, uh, the remake of. Uh, Alan uh, Wake? Not Alan, Alan Wake, Wake. sorry. Control? Uh, yes. Uh, this game, Back Blank Blood, was recently released last year, and it's a spiritual successor to... Back Blank Blood. Yep, yep. It's a zombie... Left it's a zombie. Dead. Yes. Woo! There we go. Woo! I took a different approach right. and it did not pay off. <laughs> Boy, you got all of those with eight seconds left, by the way. Yeah. Woo! Eight seconds. I know you guys it. see it on my phone. Eight yep. seconds, baby. Paris Hilton you can was in see House all my of notifications. Wax, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when Chad started doing that, I was like, this is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one remembers House of Wax. Uh, no one remembers Paris Hilton was in it. So when Chad did the things, you got all of them. When uh, Alex did them, you got five out of six. Who's the winner? Is it the person who asked the question or the person who gives the answers? Nobody knows. It's everyone. Uh, that's a segment from Adam this wow. week. Wow. Woo! Now it's time for Game On All Game right. Show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game On. The gaming show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Alex, take it away, buddy. Yes. I am here with another round of TMI with NPD. Mm. Uh, this is the Game On Game Show, where I go through the top 10 lists from yesteryear and ask you to guess them before I reveal what they are. Uh, on the prior two installments of TMI with NPD, we did the uh, top 10 games of 1995 and 1996. Uh, and this week, we are going to be doing the top 10 games of 1997. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast at home, 
Uh, this is all per the NPD's ranking of the best-selling games uh, of the year that we're currently going over. So you can go over to uh, your Twitters or your internets and find the list and uh, play along with us if you're so interested. Or you can try and guess along with us, too. Um, on the prior two installments of this game, I gave you guys indefinite guesses on what you thought the game was of the year in question. Uh, this time around, uh, I am going to restrict it to two guesses per number entry, just Oof. to make things a little Ooh. bit more competitive. Uh, before we get two number the game, two guesses per person per entry. Yes. Or like, if I guess twice, that takes Adam's guess out of it. No. Two guesses per okay. person per entry. So you still have a lot of leeway. It's not like that restrictive, but you're going to have to be just a little bit more careful in terms of how okay. many guesses you've blurred out this time around. Uh, just give me just a quick second. I had remembered that last time we did this, uh, I actually had a little uh, sound effect thing set up on my screen oh, yes. so I could yes, yes, yeah, yes. insert some sound effects here and there when you got uh, guesses right or wrong. Uh, I have it set up now, so without further ado, let's head spoon right into this. <laughs> Play the spoon all night, baby. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I was playing around with the cap for my camera a little bit earlier on. You can go and rewatch the stream for that. Some of that hot action. I've been uh, playing around with this little right. MagSafe stand for my phone. Just opening it and closing Whoa. it. Like a little alligator. <laughs> we are obsessive. Okay. Let's start by talking about the number 10th best-selling game of 1997 in the U.S. per the NPD group. This game is a sequel to a game that didn't show up at all on either of the previous two lists from 1995 or 1996. Wasn't in their top 10 spots, nor in their 11 to 20 spots. The protagonist of this game wields guns as one of their most prominent weapons, but it's not a shooter. Not a shooter in the traditional sense. It's part of the series uh, that one of the Biggest dogs in the video game industry owes a lot of its inspiration to. One of the biggest dogs, one might say. Any guesses? No? My limited guesses is making me so nervous. Final Fantasy VIII. No, unfortunately, it is ah. not Final Fantasy VIII. Damn it. All right, last clue. It's one of the very few games on this list from 1997 that stars a female protagonist. Soup. No, it wouldn't be that one. Metroid uh, uh, Fusion? No, it is not Metroid Fusion. That game released all the way in like 2002, so you're a mm -hmm. few years off. You each have one guess left. I'm just going to burn it. Is it Super Metroid? No, Super Metroid was, Bart. I want to say, 1994 or 3. Balls. What, what's Adam? the first one I said? Uh, the first one was Metroid, said Metroid Fusion. Fusion. I don't know when the advanced or the Game Boy fucking Metroids came out is the problem. That Fusion it's was like the, the Game Boy Advance It's one. like the early 2000s, basically. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just want to say another Metroid, but I can't think of another Metroid game that would I'll be just, in that. I'll go over the clues again real quick. Just yeah, give you one last shooting shot. Uh, this game is a sequel to a game that didn't show up on either of their previous lists. Uh, the protagonist of the game wields gun as one of their most prominent weapons, but it's not a shooter. It's part of a series that one of the biggest dogs, Ruff Ruff, in the video game industry owes a lot of inspiration to. It's one of the very few games uh, on this list from 1997 that stars a female protagonist. 
what game do you shoot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what you're supposed to take away from the clue. I don't know. Honestly, Alex? Uh, oh, um, and you said it was a sequel. Uh, Resident Evil 2. Ooh, that is not a bad guess. However, that is wrong. The answer I was looking for was Tomb Raider 2. Oh. Naughty Dog biggest, being the big dog exactly. with Uncharted. Got it. Okay. Okay. I was trying to think yeah. of the Naughty Dog thing. I was like, what is it? Okay. Yeah, I was thinking okay. of the Resident Evil Dogs. I was like, that was Resident Evil 1, but it's a sequel, so I guess yeah. 2. Re- Resident yeah. Evil 2. Not a bad guess, but unfortunately not the answer in this particular case. Okay, that was a little bit of a tough start to this uh, round. However, I think that you'll find this next one a little bit easier. Uh, next up is the number ninth best-selling game of 1997. This game is a new entry in a series that has already popped up on this segment in the past. Uh, its name is made up of seven consonants and 11 characters. It's got a human man on its cover. Madden 97. Or, excuse me, Madden... It was his 1997, Madden 98. Uh, correct. Uh, you almost almost tripped over there but you were very yeah. quick to correct yourself so i will give you the okay. point he got two guesses Adam. so well, been two. yeah i got it yeah. yeah that's that's fair that's a fair point seven consonants <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean you're not wrong uh all right uh okay this is going to be interesting uh next up is the number eighth best-selling game of 1997 this game is a first-person shooter it's the first entry in a video game franchise that's based on a comic book series that first debuted all the way back in 1954, though most people nowadays aren't actually even aware that it was a comic book series in the first place. It is. Is it Goldeneye? Unfortunately, uh, the Goldeneye is not the answer I was looking for. I'm sorry, Chad. Um, Poopies. It is, to this day, one of the few triple-A video game series of note to start a Native American protagonist. A Native American protagonist who's pitted against a very unlikely enemy. Oh, fuck. Red Dead Revolver? Uh, no. Well, you're out of guesses. I yeah, it's not though, yeah. Red Dead Revolver. Not, not I know what it is, but... Oh, Turok. Uh, correct. It is oh, the original shit. Turok. Turok. Uh, I totally full forget name, about that. Turok colon Dinosaur Hunter. That, that's one of those things where, like, I feel like nowadays most people remember the original Turok as being that game that was infamous for having its, like, like I- impenetrable layer of fog three feet in front of you. But people forget <laughs> that the reason why people even remember that is because it was such a, like, unexpectedly, like, well-selling game. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Adam, you currently have two points. Chad, you have zero points. Chad, Son of a I am hoping that you'll be able to pick up the pace a little bit here because you were the winner of the first time that we did this round so yeah all these stupid sports games (laughs) stop it with your spoon (laughs) i'm so angry at it all right next up is the number seventh best-selling game of 1997 this game prominently features character models that have often been compared perhaps uncharitably so to pipe cleaners. It is an environmental game about the importance of caring for our natural planet. It's incredibly appropriate that this game landed on this particular spot on the NPD list. And 
If you don't get is this, Final Fantasy VII. It, it is Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Chad, okay. you're the finally making your comeback. Threw me. <laughs> I was like, pipe what? Cleaners. We talking about trash from the spork from Final Fantasy IV? <laughs> I mean, from Toy Story IV. <laughs> so if you're one of those kids listening to this podcast that has never before seen the original version of Final Fantasy VII, you go back and you look at the character models in that game for when Cloud and company are out of combat, when they're just exploring the game's environments. Their arms are like super comical in terms of their proportions because yeah. they have like super huge like shoulders, super huge arms, but then like super skinny, like pipe cleaner-esque uh, <laughs> arms, which is why people often compare them to that. All right. Let's keep this rolling. Let's talk about the number six best-selling game of 1997. This game is a licensed game and a pretty big one for that, for the time in which it was released. This game stars a charismatic villain that shares the same name as one of Scyther's evolutions, although it's spelt a little bit differently. So... I hope you guys know your Scyther evolutions. I there know my Scyther evolutions. There's two of Scyther evolutions now due to uh, the recent Pokemon Legends Arceus game. We're only talking about the original one, not okay. the new one. Okay. Adam, I hope you're <laughs> paying attention to no, the I remember Scyther it was cool because he was a steel type, but I don't remember mm-hmm. his name. Mm-hmm. Well, I know his name, but I have no idea who the fucking villain is that you're talking about. A <laughs> uh, couple more clues. Um, it's protagonist. Uh, is a swashbuckling hero that basically was created as a replacement for another character that basically everybody in the world knows and loves, but couldn't participate in this game's story because he was frozen at this period in time. And, of course, I would be remiss not to mention that this game takes place in a... Galaxy, far. Super Star Wars? Far. Unfortunately, it is not Super Star Wars. That was an SNES game, and we are far past the SNES at this point in time. Uh, Uh, But yes, Um, it is in a galaxy far, far away. uh, Fuck. Uh, Shadows of the Empire? It is Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Who the fuck is Scissor in that? So... <laughs> uh, for context, I, I I believe it is pronounced Caesar. Uh, the name of the villain is Prince Caesar. Oh, okay. uh, he's a alien race that is able to exude pheromones that make him super attractive to all sorts of other characters, including Princess mm-hmm. Leia. Uh, the protagonist of the game is Dash Rendar, Dash who Rendar basically is. Han Solo, but not Han Solo, because they're like, we can't use Han Solo right now because the game takes place between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi when Han Solo is frozen in carbonite. So let's just make a Han Solo to take his place. Um, and yeah, it was, of course, one of the bigger licensed games at the time of its release, but I feel like it is not... It's definitely one of those games that I feel like has not kind of stood the time super well. I think a lot of people kind of look back on it as like an interesting cross-media experiment that didn't really leave as much of a lasting mark as perhaps they thought it would. Anyways, let's talk about the number five best-selling game of 1997. This game is a Nintendo 64 exclusive that has never appeared on the Wii Virtual Console, the Wii U Virtual Console, or Nintendo Switch Online. However, despite this, it did receive a remake 
for the Nintendo DS in 2007. It is the debut game of beloved character Drumstick the Rooster. So you're picking this game Diddy up Kong from the Racing. store. Yep, it is oh, Diddy fuck. Kong Racing. God, I loved that game. I forgot <laughs> Drumstick was in it completely. Remember that fucking rooster? <laughs> Flying <laughs> playing around? Fucking rooster. Right, you had Chad, the crocodile, you, you had Banjo, you had Conker. Yeah. Forgot about the rooster. Chad, you can still overtake Adam, but it's going to be get the rest of them, yeah. quite the sprint. Yeah, it's going to be quite the sprint. Alrighty, let's talk about the number four best-selling game of 1997. This game is a video game that takes place partially within the country of Cuba. Its box art is also partially in black and white. Goldeneye. Yep, it is Goldeneye. Fuck you, Adam. Take that spoon out of here. <laughs> Put it right back in here. <laughs> All right, Adam has four points. Chad has two points. Let's see if Chad can close the gap even more. Uh, let's talk about the number three best-selling game of 1997. This game is, in fact, a remake of an older game, Although it's not really often acknowledged as being a remake. Uh, the larger franchise that this game is a part of was greatly inspired by Tori Gates, uh, which are traditional Japanese gates most commonly found at the entrance of or within Shinto shrines. Many of the characters in this game were, in fact, later indirectly referenced via some of the masks that you can collect in The Legend of Zelda, Jorah's Mask. <laughs> do, do you have something that you want to say, Chad? No, I just was holding back a sneeze. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and final clue. In PAL regions, uh, this game actually had a different name than what it had in the rest of the world. Uh, in PAL regions, this game was referred to as Blank Wars. So, Something Wars. Ha! NHL 98. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm afraid that is incorrect. I'll Definitely. go ahead and I'll give you two one more clue. Okay. I know, Chad, that you really want me to give you that one final point so that I can make you a little bit more competitive with Adam here. But I'm afraid I just can't let you do that, Chad. Is that the clue? Yes. Now I'm, now I'm so confused. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> no, it is not Metal Gear Solid. I like, I like your line of thinking because that last little bit of dialogue I said a moment ago is sort of like the kind of dialogue that they would say within a Metal Gear Solid game. Sounds like Psycho uh, Man is shit if I ever heard it. It is very... Can you repeat like, the clues? Much like... It is a remake of an older game, although it's not really acknowledged as such. Uh, it is part of a larger franchise um, that was greatly inspired by Tori Gates, which are the traditional Japanese gates that are most commonly found at the entrance of or within Shinto shrines. So you could imagine this game as being made perhaps in a location that is very close to Shinto shrines, perhaps in a location like Kyoto, for example. Um, many of the characters of this game were later referenced indirectly via some of the masks that you can collect in The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So Think about the kind of masks that you're collecting in that game and what perhaps some of those masks might resemble. Um, in PAL regions, this game was referred to by a completely different name, which was Blank Wars. 
and finally, my last clue. Uh, I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Chad. What is Mailman the video game? <laughs> That's the only mask <laughs> I can think of from Majora's Mask right now. <laughs> Adam, do you want me to... No guess, bro. None at all. All right. I'll add a little bit of extra detail to one of my prior clues. Uh, the f- full name of this game in PAL regions was Lilat Wars. Uh, nope. Star Fox 64? It's Star Fox 64. What? what? The Lilac system. The Lilac system. That, that was your third guess, though, so it doesn't count for you. No, it wasn't. That was my second. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Chad, I'm sorry, but that was his second guess. <laughs> Wait, what was got your, five points it was Metal now. Gear Solid, and then you and then I you said guess, Metal Gear Solid, and that was it. No, no, you said you said Pokemon or something. <laughs> something like a bitch. Pokemon. Okay, so yeah, real quick, this game Star Fox 64 is technically a remake of Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, much mm. like how. Uh, earlier mm-hmm. on, we recorded our Castlevania barf in Castlevania 4, technically a remake of Castlevania 1. Um, as I said, it's inspired by Japanese Tori gates. Uh, the idea is that within those early Star Fox games, you're often flying your R-Wing through gates, and that was very much inspired by the traditional Shinto great, uh, gates I described. And in Majora's Mask, like when you kind of like collect all the masks in that game, there are like two rows of masks that are like one-to-one a direct reference to all the characters in Star Fox 64. Mm -hmm. There's like a fox mask, a bird mask, a frog mask, a pig mask, a monkey mask. Like, it's like, oh, wow, this is just the characters of Star Fox 64. Uh, But I guess that went a little bit too over your head. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, But I'm certainly not sorry that Adam scored that point. You can be sorry about it as long as we get an asterisk on Adam's win because of it. I'm still (laughs) going to beat you regardless. (laughs) All right. Good news is that I think that you guys will find these final two numbers a little bit easy to guess. Uh, next up is our penultimate game, the number two best-selling game of 1997. Um, it's a game that follows the exploits of two individuals on an adventure, although one of these two individuals is doing most of the action in the game. Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, unfortunately, it is not Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, we are... It, it, technically, those games did release in 1997, but it would be another year before they came over to North America. So, okay. close, confused. but no cigar. Um, despite being an adventure, however, the entirety of the game actually takes place within a relatively contained location. It is also a returning contender from the best-selling games of 1996 list, which I hope that you guys are not looking up right now and are relying on your prior memories to bring to mind. And finally, uh, it is another game on this list, much like uh, Diddy Kong Racing, uh, that would go on to receive a DS remake quite a few years later. (laughs) It's a game about two individuals on an adventure. Yoshi's Island. Uh, nope, it is not Yoshi's Island. Chad, you oh. have an opportunity here. You got oh. it. Read the, read the clues for me again. It's a game about two individuals on an adventure, although one of those individuals is the only one actually doing anything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The entirety of the game takes place within a relatively contained location. Uh, 
It's a returning contender from the best-selling games of 1996 list, so it's a game that you have guessed before, uh, and it is another game, much like Diddy Kong Racing, that would go on to receive a remake on the DS years later. When you say returning contender, do you mean that like it has been on it, the same game was on both lists? Yeah, this game was also on the 1996 list. Okay. Okay. Buck. You can pass. You lost anyways. <laughs> this is not Donkey Kong Country 3, right? <laughs> is no. that your guess? That, is, that was my guess, but no. I have no idea. I um, know what it is. I just ran out of guesses. I'll give you use... one more clue, Chad. Okay, yeah, please. Please. Hold on. I need to, I need to do this with as straight a face as possible. This but, is okay. good. It's real hard. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna also do the same thing. <laughs> See, that's what the cry like that makes me think Yoshi's Island. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, who cries? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm I'm gonna say also Yoshi's Island, even though you said that was wrong. No, it's I don't know what it is, but it's a game with Baby Mario. But I don't know the name of the game. Yeah, that's Yoshi's Island, right? When you play. It's that's Yoshi's well, story. It is no, not. What is it? It's not Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's story. Oh my god! Uh, all right, one more. I'm going to give another clue because well, I already keep guessed. Going. Chad guessed two. <laughs> no, I, I did guess two, I'll, but I'll I say that hear he only clue. did one guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, this game stars a rabbit, which you must catch at one point. What? Uh, come on, Chad. Super Mario 64? I have no fucking clue. It is Super Mario 64. It is? Yes. Who's the other person? Oh, the Lakitu. Yes. Oh, that mm. threw me like crazy. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. And it takes place within an a relatively contained location, which is Peach's Castle. It's uh -huh, a returning uh -huh. contender from the best-selling games of 1996 list. It was the number one best-selling game of that list, and it would go on to receive a DS remake years later as Super Mario 64 DS. And the well, well, that was the baby penguin <laughs> that you toss over the cliff in <laughs> <Okay>. agony. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, All right. of course, the rabbit you catch inside that, like, underground labyrinthian oh, yeah. part of the castle. All right. And finally, we have the number one best-selling game of 1997 in the United States per the NPT group. Uh, this game is the first game in its series to employ 3D graphics. It stars multiple monarchs, commoners, and animals. It's a video game that belongs to a genre that has already been represented once before on the list from 1997 and it features a much maligned shell super mario i mean mario kart 64 it is mario kart 64 yeah there you go. i am so yeah. glad that you got that immediately <laughs> <laughs> and that is the top Woo. 10 best-selling games of 1997 per the npd's list some of the highlights from the uh, 11 to 20 spot include uh cruising usa and wave race 64 oh, yeah. cruising, uh, cruising NBA hang time and a whole lot of other sports games wow uh riven the sequel to mist 
the original Tomb Raider, which did not show up on either of the prior uh, NPD lists, uh, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh. Interesting. And that is TMI with NPD. Thank you so much, Cozy, for that Game on Game Show. (sighs) That's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for our podcast tonight. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You have a job to do. I swear to God, that fucking spoon makes me so angry. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just because I lost, and you're just over there smoking your plastic spoon. Um, patreoncom fire is your homework, where you can go to vote on barf games for the month. And we mentioned this during our barf stream earlier. Uh, I think we're going to stick with our traditional. November slash December thing where you we will ask you what game you want us to play in consideration for game of the year that we haven't played already, and we will make sure we prioritize getting that one done before the end of the year. So go over to patreon.com slash fire to vote for that later on this month. Um, we are also going to introduce a new thing where we will do kind of like just a fun AMA, ask me anything for those of you who are uninitiated. Um, like an AMA of like whatever the hell you want to ask us and patrons are the only people who can a- who can pose questions to us and Adam and I I don't know whether this individually or both on the stream at, together whatever it is but like we'll, we'll answer whatever questions you want and tell fun stories and that's it so again patreon.com slash fire is the place where you can go and be part of that as well as getting dope wallpapers including Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jr. which need to be replaced V soon so I will I will prioritize making sure we get new wallpapers hey up. Chad you should yeah. do a Halloween one Based on the movie Halloween. Oh. Just like take the poster and do something with it. Put an yeah. eight on it for Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> take his eyes and turn it into a sideways eight. Yep. And then when you unlock your phone, the eight rotates and it says, Michael Myers dead? Question <laughs> mark. Yeah. Uh, normally we would tell you that this month's barf is Super Castlevania 4, but it still is. But we already recorded our episode about it and uh, talked about it. So go check that out over on YouTube.com and on podcast services, et cetera, et cetera. And that's it. Alex, thanks again for coming in and, and making my job really easy. I didn't have to host today. I didn't have to have a game today. And I just like, I sat back down and, and absorbed this podcast as a participant and it was wonderful. So thank you, Alex, for being on the show as a ref regular. And uh, for you. people on this podcast, as opposed to our barf podcast, where can they find you? What are you doing? can find me over on twitch.tv slash live. I'm streaming all sorts of fun Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke adventures here. You can find me also over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-Z-I-N-A. If you want to see me share my opinions on whatever new fast food I'm eating on the day of, uh, or just general gaming thoughts and opinions. Perfect. Adam, just so you know, I just turned off your video. <laughs> So oh no! You smoked your spoon too you much. You made me so mad that I just turned off your video. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I get it. All right, you're back, but you're on probation. Um, damn it! You get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everyone so much for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. Today in a bark box, I, we got a ghost dog toy, and he's drinking a beer. <laughs> His name on the tag is Sheet Face. <laughs> <laughs>